he kind of yeah. reminding me of how I feel about this whole movie. He's like, I don't know, not exactly realistic, is it? <laughs> Hello fellow fumblers and welcome to another episode of the Film Fumblers Podcast. Today we are going to be reviewing The Royal Tenenbaums, directed by Wes Anderson and released in 2001. Without further ado, I'm Adrian. I'm Jay. I'm Taryn. Yo, what's up? It's James. Alright, and we are we're shooting, right? What you guys got? Tito's the last of it. Tito's. The last of it. Tito's all around. Well, vodka all around. Gin again. Cheers, guys. Gin, gin, gin. Gin again. Always gin. Wow. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff. Is it, though? Is it the stuff? I I don't know. I like gin. Drinking it (laughs) straight is kind of hard. Or, well, kind of hard. I don't know. It's pretty damn hard. I, I hate vodka too, so it's like vodka yeah. is not great either. It's true. What you got there, Jay? Been... What's that? What's that orange looking stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah vodka is terrible. I just have a vodka <laughs> orange juice. Nice <laughs> a little screwdriver. Okay. Okay. Um. Oh, dude. You know what? I was really looking forward to. Well, if Straight Outta Compton won our gauntlet, if I was gonna have a gin and juice, and that would have been. <laughs> I mean, even though that. it's Snoop, but. Anyway, yeah, I'm drinking a gin and tonic on the side. Well, it's a gin and soda. But what about you guys? What do you got? Got some more of these, baby. BL Seltz. So BL Seltz. BL Seltz. Look at the headband. The finest brood Ooh. in Holland. Heineken. <laughs> nice. nice. Getting some Heinies. Throwing them back. Get your hands off my Heine, baby. Yep. All right, so who has any who has seen this movie before? I don't think anyone. First None time. of us. Is this yeah. the this isn't the first time that's happened, is it? It might be. Besides, like in theaters, movies. Yeah, I think so. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, like, right, because we. Oh, right, because we, we saw it like, in theaters when it came out. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. none of us saw kids in some other. Oh, right. oh that's true. true. That is true. Yeah. Um. Well, this is my first Wes Anderson film entirely, so I had no really? idea. I didn't know what this was. I didn't look at a trailer. I didn't read about what it was about. When I was actually loading it up, I was like, "Huh, Ben Stiller!" Like I just like, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't know know who was in it, and I was just like, "All right, let's let's jump in." So this was really interesting to watch to not know anything about Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, about... yeah, ever, ever. Really? ever. Okay, that's exciting. You've never even yeah. seen. Fantastic Fox, fantastic. What is it, Mr. Mr. Fox? No, I've looked, I haven't seen any of them. So, what about you guys? You guys or Jane James? Uh, Or how many, I guess. I've seen Isle of Dogs, another one, and Grab Budapest Hotel. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Fox, Budapest, Moonrise Kingdom. Maybe that's it. All right, okay. actually the same as Jay. Yeah. Yeah. See, because I've like heard so much about, and like we've actually brought up Wes Anderson a lot in previous episodes. Like, I think we talked about him in our episode on The Godfather 
about just like the very symmetrical shots that were in that that like felt kind oh, of and he's, like, you know. related in some way right right and it was like yeah. some weird a weird connection yeah, yeah connection did you um, get that from this movie a little bit i don't know i was did like you, you know what to that you know what and it's funny because at certain times it felt like i was looking like really hard for like okay where's the symmetry at and i, and I oh, yeah. saw like a couple of them but i was like is it just because i'm looking for it like is the you know is it was this like a big movie that had it or is it just all I of didn't really his his feel. his thing i think is is not symmetry it's breaking the rule of three and stuff like that it's about like putting things dead center in the shot okay but it's interesting that so, we're like 10 minutes into this thing and we're already talking about wes anderson and his like entire group of movies like it's kind of interesting like we're already going there like there's yeah. there's there's those directors like i don't know tarantino or i don't know who else um off the top of my yeah. head but like we're like immediately like going into his like entire style and his this and arsenal that. Like, of films right. yeah there's only i don't know there's there's few uh directors that you know they bring that up every time you know no matter what movie it is right. You have to mention their style and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, man. Wes Anderson has such a unique style. Like you could just feel it. Like you're like, all right, this is definitely a mm -hmm. Wes Anderson movie. Just the colors and like you're seeing like the way yeah. the shots are set up. Yeah, it's I awesome. feel like it's so whimsical. Every time I watch a Wes mm -hmm. Anderson movie, I'm like, oh, okay, like it's just this weird feeling where you know it's like a fairy tale esque type of circus, circusy. Yeah, I mean, like there's all kinds of words. It's well, weird, it's, and it's like... Right, and it's interesting, because, like, I I knew, you know, just of what we've said about Wes Anderson, that, like, it's, you know, he's he has his own particular style. So when I think of a director that has a very specific style, and it's, like, very artsy, I'm just like, okay, like, artsy in my head equaled, like, seriousness. So we're going to jump into, like, a serious film. <laughs> and this movie just was not that at all. Like, it's yeah. just not... It doesn't take itself too seriously and like at first i was like expecting it to so it was a little it took me a minute to like be like no this is let me just have fun right like let's just have yeah. fun watching this so yeah once i kind of did that i was like i actually am I'm really enjoying this you know yeah i think his movies do a great job of that balance of like there's it's like sly comedy right they don't take it too seriously but they don't try to push that piece right with like a dramatic thing like a dramatic event happening with you know serious serious quote-unquote situations yeah yeah a lot of his movies follow that kind of paradigm and uh with the style and just the kind of mannerisms of the characters that's one thing i've noticed is a lot of his characters are similar like not necessarily in background but in their delivery and how you know they function as people but yeah, but that could be a part of like a lot of these actors follow him to other projects. Oh, yeah, okay. so they're in a lot of the same movies. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think Owen Wilson is in like all the ones I've seen or some shit. Like Bill yeah. Murray too. Well, I didn't realize it. So Owen Wilson wrote this with um, Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson, right? They both yeah. wrote it. Yeah, that was cool. So that was interesting. Yeah. He's written, an, I think, another one with him as well. Maybe two oh. other ones. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I didn't really know that about Owen Wilson. Like, I mean, the writing in this movie was, was good. So, um, yeah, 
I just think of the like a meme, like wow, wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say it in this, and, and I think there's like a tweet that he, he like tweeted. He's like, I don't even say wow that much, <laughs> and it's like probably true. But when he does, you just know it's Owen Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so I, I want to jump into the comedy right away, and 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 it has to do a lot with just the way the movie was written. Other comedies that we've watched, and I've I've brought this up before, where for example, in our in their episode about forgetting Sarah Marshall, the, a lot of times it felt like the jokes were like they're just the writers are writing jokes, right? And like in in this film, I feel like the characters don't know that they're funny, and I've I've talked about that. Like a cute kid doesn't he's cute because he doesn't know that he's cute, and these yeah. characters I think are funny because they don't know that they're being funny, right? They're just living their lives, and their lives are so ridiculous <laughs> yeah. that it's right. hilarious how they you know. They're so, like, grandiose and so, you know, um, what's the word for it where you're, like, really rich and... Extravagant. Yeah, you know, they and, and like, just their, their, their <laughs> problems are just so hilarious and they don't... And that's, that's what really landed for me is, like, I thought this movie was hilarious. Like, mm, yeah. the, the comedy really landed. Hmm. So, I don't know. It was fun. Yeah. If you like that, then you'll probably like all of his movies. Yeah. Okay. I feel good about saying that, you know. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think you probably would like some of the other movies, but for some reason, for me, I feel like it was a little too much. Like mm. most most of the characters are just like I feel like they say like a ton of things and they're like spitballing like a ton of like quirky shit, right? And I felt like it was I felt like it was like kind of overpowering. In a lot of mm. the scenes for me, but yeah, maybe like Ben Stiller's character—he's he's really big. On <laughs> yeah, that, and like how you said, like close. like how you said, um, you know, their their problems are like really extravagant problems or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that was what, is the word I was looking. Yeah, for. that was like one of the things yeah. that like just didn't land for me either. Like I'm just like I can't, <laughs> I yeah. can't relate. Yeah. And and like I know I know like that's it's not a movie that's supposed to like make you relate to them you know right. they're 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 like above all the characters are like larger than life right so like they're they're prodigies the, 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 no one's going to be able to um relate to these first world problems you know i mean unless you're super rich so <laughs> right like i had a hard time just like having sympathy for them and like kind of like was having a hard time really giving a shit about like what was going on <laughs> But, I think for me that was like part of the joke. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, and it's so very it like it's it's it, look at how. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It's like very. Um, well, everyone suffers too, but right. we're we suffer differently. You know. Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking about that, like the way Wes Anderson writes dialogue and like has a style and stuff. Like it just feels like his world building on like is so weird like it just feels like it's not totally real like our reality but it's like very slightly off of what ours is yeah you know what i mean like it doesn't mm. feel like super real i don't know exactly like, dude. kind of fun about it that's what i was saying about the fairy tale thing like it doesn't yeah, feel... whimsical. Hmm. yeah like it's similar but different it, i don't know and I, I guess that part never came into my mind even though i totally understand what you're saying now that you say it is it like the feeling of like you would never ever meet somebody so like 
crazy crazy like yeah. eccentric and yeah. quirky like that and that's like the thing that's like rubs me weird like i'm just like no i don't want everything to be realistic but i'm just like there's so many lines i'm just like who the fuck could even like think of that like <laughs> on the top <laughs> no of the head like it's like just this. like no one talks like this and i i get that's his style but like mm-hmm. which is weird for me because i don't i i, I don't want to I'm kind of scared to go back to Grand Budapest Hotel, but I, uh, there was a point in my life where I thought that was one of my favorite movies ever, Whoa. and I haven't and I haven't watched it in a few years. And I wonder if I go back and watch it now, if it's gonna fucking annoy me, like <laughs> honestly. And that's how I. That's honestly just how I. I feel like with, with all the with all the interactions. I don't know. That's that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I remember you. And it's not like this is something that we do on the regular. Like, I don't think any of us participate in social media that much. Uh-huh. But, like, you specifically did, like, here's 10 days of my favorite movies. I, I, never, I, never, I never finished those 10 days, by the way. Because fucking Bro. those social media challenges are fucking annoying, too. <laughs> right. But that was one of them. So you took the time to put it out there. Yes. And... I am scared to revisit it after watching this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, what a, I don't oh, know. Oh, man. I don't know. Well, we need to do like maybe a little YouTube short on what your list was. <laughs> yeah. But this was actually only a few years ago. So like, and I just I hadn't seen it in a while and I hadn't really dived into Wes Anderson's the catalog or anything. So I'm wondering if like I, he just has a few that I vibe with and then some other ones are just kind of style yeah, stylistic yeah. over substance right. makes sense i feel like i'm kind of in the boat in the same boat as you but not like as much like yeah I like you're not. more it seems like more than you did but like uh-huh. grand budapest i liked a lot a lot yeah and then like this movie moonrise, moonrise kingdom are like kind of like like lower like they're just weird and different but like i remember mm-hmm. grand budapest being like way up there compared to the rest of them yeah so hmm. i don't know Maybe yeah it's not just you. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think that's probably the his best movie that I've seen. Yeah, but um, at the same time, like I agree that like this one, it didn't. It's not my favorite Wes Anderson for sure. And mm. but I still really liked it. Like I don't know. This is like a weird. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm getting into a review already, but it's like a hard <laughs> balance. But it doesn't mean that I don't like his stuff. You know, it doesn't mean I didn't like right. this movie. But yeah. It did feel a little different, and maybe I'm thinking that James, you're, th- you're talking about the the problem of them being so rich and stuff. I think it like s- might stem from the fact that there are so many characters. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, and there's a lot of like big names. I mean, big names now. I don't know mm-hmm. how big they. I mean, most of them are still uh, big. Nineteen years ago, I mean, it, you know, I think those are all pretty established. Nineteen actors years, time. holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds weird, right? 2001. There are people who are adults that came out <laughs> that, that yeah. were born before this movie. Wow. Or after this movie, rather. But um, at the same time, I didn't try to, you know, I just tried to take it for what it was. and Yeah. Watch yeah. it as a novel because that's kind of how it opens up. It's like a story. Right. Yeah, which is fictitious. Yeah. Like, it's a novel that doesn't exist that they're, they're, they're right. like basing the movie off mm-hmm. of. Which I think I'm in this weird position because I hadn't seen, I have nothing, I have no Wes Anderson to compare this to. Yeah. So like, this is really an interesting, like, movie for me. But that might be the wrong thing for us to do, right? Like, we shouldn't be right. And that's and that's what I said in the beginning. Like, once when you get into this space with a director such as this guy, you know, like you, 
you get stuck talking about the collection of work. <laughs> it's it's hard. Right. It's hard not to talk about it. Rather than the individual piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. To touch on the the whole whimsical aspect of it, James, that you said like a lot of the writing and stuff was unbelievable. I f and and you, you you did mention, but I feel like all of it is so intentional up to even the cinematography of so the movie was filmed in New York, but they mm -hmm. really worked hard to make it not look like New York. Like they covered certain street signs and changed them. They like didn't want to base it in reality, even as far as like what was in the in the shots. Mm -hmm. There was even a scene where um, the Statue of Liberty was in the background, and like they had somebody like covering, like it was somebody standing there to like so you couldn't see it. Like they were trying to take <laughs> wow. you out of reality, even in, in the shots that they were doing. So yeah, like very intentional. <laughs> I read that there was over like two hundred and some sets. 250 yeah over oh my god well that's a lot that's insane. like i don't know how many like there are in an, in an average film but i saw that and i was like 250 sounds like a big number and it's enough for them to mention it in this article so for Jesus. sure yeah the other thing i've noticed about a lot of wes anderson movies in terms of like cinematography is that he does a lot of inserts right where you'll focus in on one thing really closely mm. And I think it's really interesting because, like, he uses that a lot of ways. Like, there's a common, like, I don't know what the word would be, philosophy, I guess, in writing that's, like, show, don't tell. And he does oh, this yeah. really well here. Like, uh, I think the first one is the library book, you know, the stamp and then the turn, and then it kind of goes back into the story. Mm -hmm. uh, there's another right. one where I think he, the Chaz, is named Chaz, Ben Stiller's character? Yeah, Chaz. Yeah. Yeah. Younger. He is like, I need a check for, or I need one hundred eighty-seven dollars or whatever, and she's like, write yourself a check, and he like already had, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. check. Yeah, that kind of stuff I think is really cool, and it doesn't take much, right? It's like yeah, one yeah. spill of something, but it just adds so much. I don't know detail. That's or not context just like, for their characters. Yeah, exactly. It's not just like she wrote a check and you witnessed her write the check. It's like here's a shot of the check. Okay. Yeah. And he does that stuff kind of well, right? Like, um. Just like the attention to detail, like in, I think somebody described it as like beautiful clutter, like most of his shots, like, oh, like, yeah. like with the record player or something like you just see like some other shit sprawled out everywhere and it just looks like it could be like somebody's room or something like it just looks yeah real but it's also, but it's also weirdly meticulous. Like it's also, you sure. kind of like this is it's kind of fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. And those and all those things are like obviously like amazing to look at. Yeah. But, yeah. There's a, a lot of eye candy in all these movies for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's going to be hard for me to not talk about that a lot because I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this movie, there's a lot of name tags, which I thought was kind of funny. Hmm. Like just in general, places like the kid with, on his hat said his name. What was it? Like the weird kid or whatever. Oh, Dudley! Oh. They're doing experiments. Yeah, Dudley. Yeah, like it's just weird shit like that. Where you're like, oh, I can remember his name now because there's so many mm -hmm. goddamn characters. Yeah. Was Dudley Bill Murray's like son? No, like he was just like his subject yeah. that just was lived with him. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was all the time he was with this family. It was kind of weird. You're not even the funeral when... shit. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Bill even here at all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who played that character was in freaks and geeks if you guys have watched that I have not. it's uh judd aptow's show 
where yeah. Seth Rogen, James Franco, a lot of these right. guys, Jason Siegel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good, I think. Hmm. I mean, it's worth checking out. Um, um, so I want to take it back a little bit to the the kind of like beginning scenes where we're, we're like discovering all of the characters. For me, this was when I was still like, okay, like trying to understand like Wes Anderson as a director and like as a writer and like what's going on. I felt like a lot of the scenes with introducing all of the kids, they're giving an Alec Baldwin, of course, as the yeah. narrator, introducing all of these characters. I was like, holy shit, I'm not going to be able to follow all of this. Like yeah. I don't, but so that was like maybe a little rush for me. I don't know. Maybe it was like the first view. Just there was just so much that they had to explain because there's just it's such a stacked cast. Like there's so many fucking important characters in this. But as the movie went on, I felt like that kind of dissipated, and I was just like, okay, like I know, I know who the characters are, you know. So yeah. I don't know. How did you guys feel about about just like the the beginning, like your first watch? Well, this was all of our first watch. Were you confused at all, or was it? relatively easy to follow i thought i was going to be like you were saying i was like oh my god this is a lot of shit like i know these i didn't know those kids were going to be like the actual actors that i knew were going to be in it so right. that was also confusing i was like oh jesus christ so like he said after a while i was like oh okay i get it like i get yeah. who's who and like their backgrounds and stuff mm -hmm. yeah for like even if for a second i thought owen wilson when he was an adult i was just like wait is he is he one of the kids too but he's just he's their neighbor kind of thing yeah that's yeah, like that was like, wild to figure out <laughs> yeah because when he starts um hitting on on margo i was like what bolt two of, the, <laughs> of her brothers are in love with her like what the <laughs> but which is a whole another thing to, to dive into the whole incest kind of thing with but not really like the yeah. stepbrother kind of thing. yeah well hey, to touch brother. one more touch one more bit on the character thing like i think one thing that was done really well in this movie was that the characters were so defined by their appearance so like you, right. some, you didn't really even have to know names like you could just right. see what was happening to who was wearing what at the time because they basically wear the same thing throughout day. the entire film yeah. yeah yeah every character and most notably uh ben stiller right and, and ari yeah. and uzi but like every other character is also wearing a very similar you know, attire the entire film. Ben Stiller's yeah. changing into the black tracksuits during the funeral. <laughs> Dude, the tracksuit, man. So good. Like, why is that so good? Yeah. And why is he... Oh, it's just... It's so funny. It almost, like, brings you to, like, the um, Ben Stiller and Dodgeball, where he's just, like... Yeah. He's just, like, this crazy fucking, like, yeah. into-it guy. So into everything, but... And... Uh, by the way, Ari and Uzi, I loved their characters. Like they were just so mm -hmm. fun to mm -hmm. on screen. Like it was just like, just yeah. how obedient they are to their dad, and like, I don't know. I mean, like they, the, they play along with the grandpa and stuff. So yeah, the amazing. way the way they interact with Royal, like that's like one of the most endearing things when he takes him to go. <laughs> they they go they, they go to the dog fights, and he's like, he's all, oh no, that's dog blood. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That was my That's favorite so scene funny. in the whole film. Is just like yeah. seeing Royal, like, because Royal's just like this sh shit. He's not only a shit dad; he's kind of just a shit person. Like, he's just not really a good person. So yeah. it's like hard to like him as a character. Mm -hmm. But the way they they shot this film, where you were just like, yeah, he's an asshole, but like he's still a person, and like he still does genuinely care to have a relationship with his grandchildren, and right. like show yeah. them 
a completely different aspect of life that they've never seen before. Like, let's just be assholes. Let's, let's steal. Let's go to dog fights. Let's hitch rides off of dump trucks. You know, it was like, it was <laughs> yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah. Roy might Royal, I guess Roy Royal. He might be my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Whole yeah. Royal. Yeah. I liked him a lot, even though he was mm. a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is so but... funny because yeah, like, like, there's a lot of movies that we've that we've seen where you, you don't like the characters, but mm-hmm. this like you're not supposed to like Royal, but you still do. Like they sh- they do a good job at balancing the human aspect of of who he is. Yeah, and it, like you said, you know, it goes deep real quick. Like it's this guy who's trying to like reconcile with his family after like not being around and they're going up, right. trying to meet grandkids that he's never met. That's like a deep thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. For a movie that's supposed to be whimsical or comedic it's it's definitely touches on a few of those in this one movie there's a lot of themes that are like really deep yeah mm-hmm. the yeah, incest just... thing right it's just a weird <laughs> yeah. situation i mean yeah for context there's margo who's the adopted sister of yeah. chad and richie and then richie is you know later on in life or maybe always i guess was in love with margo I think always, because even when he yeah. was painting, when he was painting, he always painted Margot. Yeah. So it was like always there. But she was it adopted, was so they weren't blonde, so it's like... Oh, yeah, it's this weird gray area. <laughs> Can you call it that? I don't know. Not, don't know. A, not exactly they, Wincest yet, but... <laughs> right, like, and, they, and to be fair, like, they, they address that in the movie, where, like, Royal's like, well, you're right. I guess she's not blood. Like, <laughs> yeah. just like they yeah. raise. He adopted her when she was what two years old, right? Like, that's mm. your sister, you know. Like, yeah. it's yeah. not like they were like nineteen, you know. So it's just <laughs> right. funny how they brought that up. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to touch on like the the deeper issues that it dives into, even though it's it's a silly movie, it was like, and again, they did it like kind of jokingly but the one of the opening scenes where you have royal sitting across the table but um across his three kids and then he's talking about like your mother and i aren't going to be seeing each other anymore we're getting a divorce and like of course it's the the most stereotypical questions that you would have as children getting a divorce but it's like real still you know like is it our <laughs> fault like there's just all of these questions that it rings up that you know any anyone that, that has been through their parents getting a divorce like that kind of it's funny but it just still hits you you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah that was an interesting kickoff right that's basically the first right. thing i think it is yeah um which was yeah you know it hits different spots for different people i'm sure but, right yeah uh yeah right away you're just like okay there's a gut punch potentially <laughs> right yeah um but i really loved like the kind of I don't know if this is the right word, but like montage There's a lot of montage things in this movie. Yeah. But their childhood was really cool. Like, they did a lot. They showed you a lot of things in a quick amount of time mm-hmm. that right. came back later on, too. You know, like a lot of that stuff became connected. And uh, you got to see, like, their backgrounds as, like, these prodigy geniuses or whatever. You know, each one excelled at. And... The rise and fall. Like, the, the real hard fall. Yeah. And then it just crumbles into failure and you kick it off. Really, when the turning point of the movie hits, they're all adults. And that's where it kind of mm-hmm. starts moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. which brings like another like very deep theme about like childhood success, right? Like 
children being very successful and then growing up to being lost and like have running into all of these problems, you know, which happens so much, but, and this movie, you know, shed a lot of light on that, but they did it in like a very comedic way where it was just like, look at how hilarious their, their lives are now. Like as you know, from when they were so successful as children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did we, what did they have? There was a, a tennis star, um, a businessman at the age of 14. Right. And then, um, Margot was what a, an author, an artist, or a playwright. A playwright, yeah. Like, <laughs> which is so esteemed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like Royal, he's he like shits on her play. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of he kind he kind of yeah. reminding me of how I feel about this whole movie. He's like, I don't know. Not exactly realistic, is it? <laughs> and I feel like and I feel like Wes Anderson put that shit in there to kind of. Fuck with people like me that say, "Hey, this movie's not exactly realistic either." <laughs> and then, um, and then Chaz goes, "Oh, is there just not enough character progression?" And I'm just like, uh, "I'm like, maybe even Wes Anderson is kind of not sure about this movie." Oh my god! <laughs> puts a little Easter egg in there. That's Probably uh, intentional. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Oh man. But but yeah, um, the montages are are hilarious like the the margot montage is hilarious all her oh yeah boyfriends and girlfriends and smoking and husbands and all over the husband world, <laughs> yeah. Just, it's it's really funny when they shot that when they had the private investigator spying on margot and because who hired him um rally bill murray's character and yeah. luke wilson luke wilson's character they hired him when they like open the folder, like the the private investigators, like okay, you guys want to see this? And he slides the folder over, and, and they open it, and like it goes into one of those montages. And like for a second, I forgot they were like that. In reality, we were in the office with the with the PI. Yeah. I was just like, holy shit! Like this it took, takes you on this giant journey <laughs> about Margot's character, and it was just like, what is even happening? Holy fuck! Like. Dude, what a wild life. Anime montage, man. And they even had like some <laughs> cool ass music in the background. You got yeah. to see all the action in like yeah. a minute. Pretty cool, <laughs> actually. But you know what? That's okay, fun. so so we're good. let's talk about Bill Murray's character. I I felt like I wanted more from him. I was expecting like something I don't know. I was expecting like way more lines from him, like just just Mm-hmm. more jokes just more of a main focus but i guess he was just kind of a little bit of a back thought what did you guys think about him yeah well well it was weird that like it was weird to see bill murray play a character that's just like on the back foot that's just like not because you know a lot of the movies that we that we know him from like groundhog day and ghostbusters he's very like He's just kind of smooth like in, in not not in a smooth sense where he's like james bond but like he's witty Right, and in in this movie, he's just like a beta. He, like liter- a beta he literally says, "You've made a cuck out of me." To her, yes. <laughs> he says he's that. I'm like, "Oh my god, okay." He's a cuck, you know. Like when we first meet him, Margot is in. She's in the bathtub, and he's just like, 
um dearest would it be okay if i make you dinner like you know just like yeah. what <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> it's a weird seeing bill murray playing a role like that oh and then another thing that fucking bothers me so they go through the whole montage and then he's like she smokes and like I'm, like I'm like how that was funny i'm like how the fuck like like if you know anyone yeah. who smokes even if they put the most perfume on yeah you know they fucking smoke like i'm just like who oh, yeah. just yeah. doesn't know i think i think that touched kind of on yeah. just his his willful ignorance about her yeah okay you know? yeah where he was just like didn't you know because he he knows that she's not in love with him you know like yeah yeah. Right. So it was just like him just pretending that everything's okay, you know. I yeah, like also her like trying to hide like everything about her, which was I don't know, kind of funny, you know, weird uh-huh. character trait. Because even her mom is like, "Oh, you've been smoking or whatever." At the end, like she didn't know yeah. either. Twenty-two yeah. years yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but I think yeah, everyone fun. shares that character trait. Everyone's like super isolated in this movie, like on their own, like little depression aisles, like right, yeah. like. Like, yeah, Margot's, like, probably got deep-seated, like, daddy issues because her dad fucking literally calls her the stepchild Doctors. every time Chaz yeah. has the dead wife and... Richie's uh, just fucking swimming air on a boat just by himself. Yeah, yeah Richie's... A... Whoa, Richie's literally on his own island. Like, he's... he's yeah. Everyone's, like, yeah. it's just, like, kind of... It's, it's interesting to see, like, each of them as, like, their different, like, um, feelings, like... I think like maybe like the they're coping with all that. Yeah, like Chaz was talking about like their childhood success or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chaz is like kind of like uh anxiety and like anger and I don't know. It's it's like it's just kinda interesting to see that though. But anyways, Jay, yeah. I think you had something you wanted to add to that. Well the <clears throat> the smoking lines, the best fucking line in there was when the mom is like, how long have you been smoking? She's like, 22 years. And the mom just says, you should quit. Then- <laughs> 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 uh, but no, the so there's another thing there. Interesting thing. So the cigarettes that she smoked were only oh, yeah. in like, Ireland or something. In the 1970s. They yeah. stopped it what in the, the 1970s. So they were like very specific. <laughs> really? be on purpose like just to add more strangeness and unknown like background to her character but but why uh the thing that i was gonna say about Bill murray and yeah i don't know you know yeah so quirky so quirky and weird <laughs> right <laughs> um uh, i was gonna say about Bill murray and you know i'm trying not to talk about other Wes anderson movies so much but in the three that i've seen like the characters he plays are not they're very much not like forefront characters. Oh, really? Which is really interesting because he's much bigger, I mean, than these movies, right? Like, he's done right. a lot. So it's weird to see him in the background, but I think he likes to do these kind of weirder movies. And There's a couple that he's the main character, though, right? I don't know. The ones that I've seen. I know the Life Aquatic for sure. Okay, because he's like the main character. Okay, but yeah, I was gonna say about his character in this movie. It just felt like, oh, I gotta have you in all my movies. Here's like this small role or something. That's kind of how. It felt. Here's yeah, here's it, like a hundred thousand dollars. Not too much money. Just like here's <laughs> just show up. Well, right? it's interesting because like you, like even even on set and like outside of like the actual film, Bill Murray and Wes Anderson are just complete homies. Like in. I was reading this thing where apparently Gene Hackman is not easy to work with and he was mm-hmm. kind of 
nearing his retirement in in acting and so like when he took this role like people knew that he was really hard to work with and gene hackman and, and wes anderson did not get along like wes anderson or excuse me gene hackman like really ripped a new one to for wes anderson a lot and it, it is even written that um bill murray like would stay on set and like would be there on his days off to like try to defend wes anderson and like make it so a moderator between yeah. Them or yeah just to kind of like make it so gene hackman wasn't such a bully you know yeah. which is interesting Dang. and it makes sense to like i don't know it, it's like almost fitting for his character in this where it's just like they're friends you know and like he just no, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, so I actually listened to uh, Apple Podcasts of Wes Anderson talking about the movie on its 10th anniversary. And uh, he admitted that he was fucking terrified of Hackman. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Hackman, like, really... Hackman specifically said, I hate... Because, okay, so Wes Anderson actually wrote this part for him. And Hackman said, I hate when people write uh, movies for me. Like, I don't want to be, like, typecasted mm. or anything like that. I just want to get roles and then they become me. You know what I mean? Kind of kind of thing is yeah. what he said. That makes sense. And so that he was sense. super yeah. intimidated. And he and he avoided uh, Wes Anderson for, I think, a few years. Like, he, uh, Wes Anderson kept, like, trying to get after him. Like, hey, come meet with me. Come, let's 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 work on this movie together. Let's do this and that. And I don't, I don't remember exactly when he finally caved, but apparently, like he just kind of didn't want to do all the background stuff with the movie. He, he's like, was only interested in action and stop. You know what I mean? Like he didn't care about like yeah. the, the like practicing. What do you call them? The rehearsals or anything like that. Like he just only wanted right. to do like his part, and that's it. Like it was interesting yeah and Wes Anderson like he had no hard feelings about it actually which is interesting yeah I heard the same from Angelica Houston where both of them both Gene Hackman and Angelica Houston had like turned down the role until they kind of changed the script to have more development for those characters oh really and it's and what what I also saw that was interesting was the that Gene Wilder was also I don't know if considered is the right word but was like they wanted gene wilder for the the role of royal oh really so like that yeah how weird <laughs> would that have but gene wilder would have like already been retired at the time and um but god that would have been that would have been really weird that would, that would like change the whole fucking movie yeah yeah that's interesting that i mean i would guess that there's no hard feelings because he i thought he did a pretty good job still like yeah, even yeah dude mm-hmm. yeah fun, you know i agree I mean, the stuff that he did and his acting and the character and all that. But it's interesting. Another hard to work with actor like Marlon Brando, huh? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I don't know that that, I feel like the more we dive into film and, and actually read articles and stuff, I feel like actors are probably not the easiest people to work with. Right. Like even <laughs> the most, feels like more older, like more traditional ones. I feel like it, becomes more common but like newer ones yeah they're just riffing and like trying to work out shit it feels like well and and i think maybe part of that has to do with the product of the time right like yeah the like the older actors and stuff like what was the consequence to being an asshole like nothing really like there wasn't there wasn't twitter there wasn't like there wasn't these 
socials that like people mm. could actually interact with you and care about you in that way. The so now all of the actors now, <laughs> like now all the act actors now, like they have this social media presence and like that's a big part of their careers for people to genuinely like them. And so right. they have they to be all the time. have to be nice, right? Like yeah. Yeah. These older actors were just like, well, we didn't have fucking Twitter. Fuck this. If I don't like Twitter, <laughs> yeah, they're the biggest stars on the fucking yeah. planet. Yeah. 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 I think of a flip. Yeah. It's interesting um, to think of that. You know, it's changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really has. And I think, you know, and that's, and it's even for like, we haven't really, we haven't gotten into too many films with like huge villainous characters, but I wonder how that works too, because there are certain characters that you see in a movie or a show where they're like such a good villain and you're like fuck that guy fuck that. you know like you know and it's just like i wonder how that works with like their their social media presence where it's just like i'm actually a nice person that, that, yeah that's <laughs> like know? that that's like that kid who played joffy right in game of thrones yeah. he like got yeah. like i don't know if he got death threats or anything like that but like people fucking ragged on him for years yeah years and years yeah, that's so good he did. Interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah like, it's just it's a testament to how good of an actor they are, right? It's like mm -hmm. you hated me, I did my job. <laughs> but it doesn't feel that way necessarily. <clears throat> um, so we haven't talked a lot about Owen Wilson's character, Eli Cash. One of the more like eccentric, interesting characters. What is he known for? he's like doing western movies right he's a western books. movie so he's an actor actor or books okay. does he do books i, I thought he was an actor books, yeah. oh okay okay Maybe yeah because he like no yeah um yeah and like just seeing his character and like the carelessness that he has and just how he's i love how like casual he is about things like there's this scene where he's with, with uh luke luke wilson and he's just like He's talking to him and he's saying something. He's like, yeah, well, I just took, like, some mescaline earlier. You know, like... Yeah, he's a... And, and, and Richie's just like, wait, you, you just took mescaline? And he's like, yeah, like, no big deal. It's just, like, this crazy hallucinogenic drug. And it's just, like, his life, you know? I yeah, know. I thought his character... It, it didn't really dive as deep into, like, the failure part from from what I felt, you know? Like, what drove him down the path of failure with the rest of them? Mescaline. <laughs> Is it just yeah. a drug problem, I guess? I mean, eventually he's just like, I, I need to get help, right? Well, doesn't right. he okay? He's like, he's like, okay, right, I'm going to get help. And then he jumps out the window and runs away, right? Yeah, he's like, let me just grab my things. And he just, yeah. just like, grabs a gypsy. There he goes. I don't know. For some reason, Fuck. like, his character just didn't do it for me either. Like, he, he was, like, on par with boomer's character like i was just like these characters are just strangely like put in the middle of the movie i mean yeah. i guess uh owen wilson's character needed to be there to like um push the like what, what i i, I mean Robert wilson's character okay. push no it's like to push the the what would you call that the conflict which is which is basically mm. margo and uh luke's love right I feel like is like the main conflict, like you know, that's like the big. Yeah, yeah. Not the. I mean, the big reveal is like it's him trying to kill himself, right? Like, right. and so like that, that, um, Luke or no Owen and Margot's love kind of pushes that after the whole 
little montage thing, right? But I don't know. Yeah, and also, I don't know. I feel like or uh, Owen Wilson, like he was always outside of the family, and he wanted to be in so bad. Like that, I feel like that's where a lot of his negative like future came from. I guess does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Yeah, now that you say it. Yeah, because he's in interviews and he's like, "Well, I was very close with the Tenenbaum family," you know, and like he he kind of he's he's trying to include himself, you know, yeah. very obviously all yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. Like even down to like the littlest line, like the littlest things, like he's like sending like uh, report the cards mom. to the mom, like little yeah. snippets from his new magazines, movies, this and that, right. or whatever the hell he's involved in. Yeah, like just just a weird obsession with the family, <laughs> like so weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, which they didn't really touch at all on on Eli Cash's family, like his, his actual family. Yeah. He was just the neighbor. He lived across the street. Like, I wonder, you know, was there like just a lot of dysfunction there? And like, you know, of course there was, there was enough storytelling to be had in this film that we didn't need to jump into that. But yeah, like maybe he just had family issues that he just was looking for acceptance into a, like what he thought was maybe a normal family, mm -hmm. which he was very wrong because this is not a normal <laughs> family mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, I yeah I guess I see that. Even Danny Glover's character, what was his name? Uh, Henry Sherman. Sherman, yeah. yeah. He, uh, they kind of are like, oh, he was married before, by the way, and like also right. had a son, and also his wife died. Like, there's all these things that kind of come up. That yeah. for Owen Wilson's character, I agree. They just that was never there. It was just like mm -hmm. he does. Anyway, it's West. Which, which was strange because, like, I mean, he wrote the fucking movie. Maybe he just didn't. I don't know. He just wanted to be in there. Was yeah. he? Was he like? Was he one of the antagonists? Like, I mean, he he was there to just kind of agitate the family a little bit. I guess. I don't know. I feel like the like weirdly. I feel like the main antagonist is like almost Chaz, but Ben Stiller's character. Really? I mean, like, it's definitely royal, right? I, like, gonna, I thought you were going to say royal. Yeah. Like, royal well, but, is, but, like, like, not true but, evil, but he's, like, he's just chaotic. He's just, I don't know. He's just... Yeah, like, royal, for sure. But, like, Chaz, I feel like Chaz is just, he's there to really question the status quo of, like, we can't just let our father back into our life. Like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. fuck all of this. And he's even an asshole to his own his own brother, which Luke Wilson, but also like the character Richie, where like my, one of my favorite, like I think one of the best jokes in the, in the whole film is right after Richie attempts suicide, they're at like they're in the hospital and they're talking to him, and Richie's like, "Yeah, I, I wrote a suicide a suicide note after I regained consciousness," <laughs> yeah. which is hilarious on its own. And then Ben Stiller's just like, well, could you could you read it? Well, like, was it dark? And he's like, well, it's a suicide note. He's like, could you paraphrase it? Like, <laughs> how fucking like? Oh man, I love that. Like, it's just you know, it's just Ben Stiller's just fucking an asshole. Like, but he's but dad. you know what's funny is like he's most like his dad. They're both fucking like really yeah. chaotic. Like, I feel like Richie's very much like his mom. Like, where he's kind of removed from the whole thing. Like, he's kind of just like, okay, we're just going to let it happen. And Margot's never really felt like she was, like, part of the family anyway. So she has no say, right? Mm -hmm. Whether or not, yeah, like, like um, Royal is brought back with open arms to the family, you know? So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I yeah. feel like there's not really... 
I mean, a, a, I wouldn't even say a protagonist, but like a good a good guy, quote unquote, would be like the mom and Sherman. I and mean, Pagoda, I, maybe. But he stabbed Roy, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, but he carried like, him and saved his life. So that's <laughs> the difficulty, right? Is he did a bad thing, but you like him. Yeah. Which is basically all the characters, except for like Sherman and what's the mom's name in this? Um, it's Ethelin. And apparently he's in like all of Wes Anderson. I just saw something about that. Like he's oh, in really? all of them, mm. apparently he, I, I, I want to say it. I think he was my favorite character. Like he's so he's fucking good. funny. He's so <laughs> yeah. good. Who's that? Just his, it, 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 it almost feels like Pagoda. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pagoda. Like it almost feels like they just like found some some guy on the set, and they're just like, "Can you just say a couple of lines, like just really <laughs> short lines?" Okay, and, like he's like, him, dude. Yeah, I guess like, <laughs> yeah. So so there's there's a YouTube video called Every Blank Ever, and so there's an every Wes Anderson movie ever, and apparently oh, yeah. he, uh, Wes Anderson likes to make the main role some asshole white guy, and he has a minority uh sidekick yeah. yeah which is exactly in yeah. uh in grand budapest hotel right yeah. <laughs> like i'm just God. like holy shit i haven't seen enough movies to see if that's right but i thought of that ex- like immediately when i saw him I was like okay there's the minority like with right. the fucking main asshole <laughs> yeah yeah maybe there's a little bit of a formula to his stuff yeah and and like the the interesting like like the casual racism like he's like yeah i could talk jive like and he calls and yeah, he calls yeah. daddy glover coltrane. coltrane yeah and it's just like yes and it's, did you call me coltrane like, he's just all what <laughs> like, but if i did call you coltrane what are you gonna do about it and i was just like oh shit but like, but i love yeah, that i love how danny glover was just like no we're fucking like you want to you want to fucking do this? We're going to do this. And I was just yeah. like, let's fucking do this. Like, I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, I uh, think it strengthened his character for sure. Like, that that's why I put him in the good guy category. Like, he's so yeah. strong, but he had his respect, you know. But he's Handled also well. he's also kind of a bit of a beta male too, right? Like, similar to, to Raleigh or to, to Bill Murray's character, where he's klutzy and he's just like oh like he's apologizing for everything he's just like i think maybe it would be better for tax purposes if you weren't married and then in the, oh, in the next adorable. Sentence, Come on. and the next <laughs> sentence he's like would you marry me and it's just like she didn't even know he liked her and then he falls in that hole for whatever reason and then like <laughs> i don't know i'm just like i kind of forgot weird. about all you that know? part of the movie like it's just like yeah it's just so throwaway for me I don't and know. then he apologizes. <laughs> I'm sorry for for proposing to you the other day. So he's like, he, he, like, he's just you know, so he proper. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think yeah. It's like a negative thing. One of the funnier <laughs> jokes for me was just like, you knew I was a, a widower too, and he's just like, yeah, I knew that because like he's been around the family with like because Chaz says that to him. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, yeah. "Yeah, I've been around the family for like I don't know, like ten years at that point, right?" <laughs> uh, like, please me call up. me Henry. It's like he's been your accountant for fifteen years. I'm gonna call him Mr. Sherman. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know him as Mr. Sherman. Um, but yeah, 
I feel like there's like we're just kind of like, and I don't know if it's like a good or a bad thing uh, towards the movie, but we're just kind of like talking about these characters and their development, which is really yeah. what the movie is about, I guess. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It f- for me specifically, Sherman was a weird character to see Danny Glover play. Yeah, like I never saw him as that kind of person. Right. Um, but it, which is like kind of the same thing as Bill Murray, you know? Maybe that's what just, I was gonna say. Yeah, Bill Murray did the same thing for me. They like it as as the art, and not necessarily, you know, to do what they normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the suicide, right? Which is like a big thing. Yeah, big scene. Yeah. I was like, like damn, we're going there. Holy yeah, shit. Uh, you know, again, another crazy, deep, dark thing in this like whimsical world. Did I hear it wrong? And he was like, "I'm gonna kill myself tomorrow," and then he proceeded to kill no, himself yeah. at the time. Like right there yeah. and there, right? Okay, I was like, for some reason, I like, just didn't. I was like, wait, I think what? that was a quote from like another work of art, like another movie or something. Jay, yeah, it's like a line from like a French movie. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Um, he's they, he kind of pulled now. it. He kind of pulled it from that, and it was like it there was, was a almost... lot of inspiration for this. Yeah. Like the not the fake novel is supposed to be in the style of J.D. Salinger. Uh, a lot of French movies, I think, came up in terms of influences and things like that. Oh, really? But uh, the thing that I liked, you know, I talked a little bit about appearance earlier. And what was cool about this movie is, like, as the characters progressed, you know, when they would hit those kind of turning points, their appearances would all change, right? Yeah. Like, Luke Wilson cuts his hair and shaves his beard. Uh, Even Roy, like, stops wearing suits, starts wearing the uniform for his job. Uh... Ben Stiller, it's a small one, but he goes from red to black, which is like more funny than anything. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was really interesting. And but the interesting thing, how I'm tying this all together, is that Luke Wilson's character Richie is always wearing those wristbands, right? The tennis ones. Oh, but yeah. then when he tries to kill himself, like he also has more wristbands, but he doesn't have the ones that he normally wears, right? He has like, oh, bandages, like bandages on his arms. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Shout out Luke Wilson. Foreshadowing. Homie looked uh, quite handsome with the bald head there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because he straight up looked like a tennis player with the long hair and the beard. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like some European. <laughs> I wonder, it looked like that was real hair, right? When he was cutting it? Yeah, for I sure. Did that. Yeah, like... it did. I don't know. I don't know. Um, got one take of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you fuck up or start laughing, oh my god, could you imagine, Jay? Could you? Do you think you could do it without like cracking up or like be like, oh fuck, like me <laughs> if I with the hair? I'm just saying, like if you had to like, cut your hair up, yourself, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, dude. That'd be really hard. I feel like he, like they definitely went in and cleaned it up in between shots, right? But yeah. when he's getting in there, like, so small, like, with scissors, I was like, this yeah. dude's cut. He gets pretty off. bald, and then, like, the next scene, it's all nice and, like, shaved, and he looks all, yeah. like, a GQ model. I saw that it was, like, an, it was like a, a continuity error where he hadn't finished completely shaving or, or like, his, his beard and his head before he had, like, attempted suicide. And then when he, like, wakes up in the hospital, he's, like, clean shaven. And, like, so it was, like, a little thing okay. where, but it was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you get it. Mm, right. Um, but that's not something that's like unfamiliar to film. Like, there's so yeah. many shots in in yeah. not only film but TV shows where they're like actually shaving their head. And I always think about that. Like, 
man, they got, they've got one take here, really. You know, like, there's not <laughs> yeah. a lot of cutting that can happen. And that's, like, kind of cliche, right? Like, that whole, like, ripping of the clothes and shaving of the hair. Like, I was yeah. talking about that in uh, Your Name, actually. Remember when she cuts her hair to kind yeah. of signify yeah. Just like, change? Hey, audience, I'm going through a change right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's kind of, eh. Okay. Yeah, it's, like, a big thing in, like, multiple cultures, specifically, like, Native American cultures. I know that, like, a lot of times Native Americans will have, like, really long hair, and after they're mourning a death or something, they'll they'll cut off a lot of their hair. So it's just, like, a big theme in, you know. Life, yeah. But, in, in yeah, in life. But I think to touch on, you know, to just kind of go back to, like, this movie bringing up bigger issues, but also, like, shedding light on it, like, you know, like divorce, like divorce is tragic. Like it's, it's a hard thing that children have to go to go through, but they make it funny and like suicide, you know, like that's one of the right. darkest things that somebody could go through, but they shed light on it and they make it funny with, you know, Ben Stiller's character asking about if he can uh, paraphrase the suicide note, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So what I liked about this was like, it, it brought up these big issues but it was just like, but let's also like shed light on them and like have the fun that we can with them. Yeah. So like yeah. it was fun to see. And I think they did it tastefully. It wasn't gross. It wasn't like really. It was it was enjoyable to watch. As weird as that sounds. <laughs> like weirdest part for me, or the thing that I guess that stood out the most during that whole sequence, like he slits the wrist, you know, there's again the like what did you say, James, earlier? The messy beautifulness whatever um yeah something like that beautiful uh beautiful clutter beautiful clutter with the hair something like that i can't remember exactly the word (laughs) and then you know he does the deed is bleeding all over the floor dudley comes in and sees him right motions a scream but doesn't scream and while this is where i love some of wes anderson's transitions it goes from that to them in the hospital, like six people or so around the bed, running it down the hallway, right? Like everybody's involved already at this point. Again, nobody says anything, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get him into the hospital. He's there and Margot comes and is walking to find the room that he's in. And Dudley is there and she's like, where is he? And he's just like, who? And I was right. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nobody says a word. And I was like, this is crazy. This is a little impactful. And then the first thing that's said is that. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke, but it's like not written that way. It's just like the character is just so yeah. dumbfounded about like reality, right? Like, it's right. Just, yeah, I think it was just fun. Like, to, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of of debate and discussion around like, especially for stand up comics, where like, what can you joke about? Like, what can you make jokes about? Can you make jokes about like really hard issues like suicide and rape and racism and stuff? And it's like. If it's funny, you can, you know, like, and it's, it's like something of a coping mechanism for society where like, this is how we deal with these things is to be able to learn how to laugh at them, right. you know? And like, that's, that's like really what I loved about this. Like mm-hmm. they brought up these big issues and they were just like, let's just laugh at it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, it's hard to like parallel to stand up because I, you know. I don't think that it's the stand-up type of comedy, but it is comedic. It's just weird. Oh yeah, it's but but it's like, can you deliver it in a way that isn't like isn't offensive com- or something? Isn't completely insensitive, but it touches on the issue and it it, it makes you laugh. Right. You know? Right. 
yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, which is a touchy area for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. What we've we've touched on most of the characters, I think. Um, what about Margot? Did we talk about that much? This is, it was yeah. interesting seeing Gwyneth Paltrow like this, because usually you just hear about her weirdness outside of. God. But like, I totally Paltrow. forgot that she was her. Like she did a really good fucking job in this movie. I thought. Like melting into the character, right? I don't know. I couldn't stop thinking about her just being Gwyneth Paltrow the whole fucking time, dude. Really. Okay, At first that's how it is. And it went away from me. What is Gwyneth Paltrow what... is like so fucking weird, but like she's also as weird as she is, she is talented. Like I don't know. She's a she's like I don't know. She just fits in roles that she works with. Like in Iron Man, you know, like as Pepper, like you're just like this works. Like this just yeah. straight up works. Sure. And it's like, yeah. I don't know why, but it does. I hmm. for me, it's like, and this is not like a common thing for me, but I just could not get over it. The fact mm-hmm. that she's just who she is, and it really <laughs> put a damper on this for me. Oh, and like, man. it's probably gonna dock points in the end, and I don't well, know why. why. I'm like, why am I <laughs> against this? Was she that 19 years ago? Though? You know, like, to uh, be I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, to be fair, I don't know. What what's what's her deal in real life? She sells like butthole cream or something like that. <laughs> Exactly. No, really. Like, what's the what's the real thing? I... Do we want to talk about that? Okay. Oh no, I don't, maybe um, we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't give her any more clicks or. No, no. no let's, <laughs> let's go into it. It's nothing it's bad. Like she's very inclusive. And bad. So she it sounds like ghosts in jars and shit like that. It's <laughs> ghosts in jars. Ghosts in the jar, not ghosts in the shell. Okay. What, is the, yeah. what is the website? Goop.com. Is that what it is? Literally goop.com. Goop.com. So. She and and funnily enough, I went to this website earlier today because I was like, I need to know about the weirdness of Gwyneth Paltrow because I forget. Mm-hmm. She sells like she has been known to sell very eccentric items. I think at one point she sold a scented candle that was supposed to be scented as her own vagina. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, Fish fillet. She sells sex toys. Oh, no. She has. I was just oh. again. I was on it earlier today, and I was just reading through, and it was just like this is the clitoris and like this is like and it like talks a lot about just like you know sex like just you know sex and like and pleasure and and all of this you know <laughs> but also she has products for children like creams and all this for Can children same things on the same store dude yes, doesn't that feel they... weird <laughs> god damn it's just, mm. and, and like and a part of me wants to be like yeah like let's just like stop the stigma of having you know this this weird um taboo on like sexual health you know which is like for that i applaud her it's just like let's talk about like sexual health and like especially about like female sexual health and and also still be like other be able to kind of go into other you know things about children like it's just like it's normal let's normalize it but putting eggs in your vagina right well that's that's a thing too but but it's a lot of pseudoscience shit it's not there's not a lot of exactly dude and it's it's pseudoscience and it's also her coming from a position of authority i don't know if you want to say that but of influence influence. that's where it becomes problematic right maybe i don't know I don't really. I don't, care. I don't think the message. <laughs> like, I don't think there's like <laughs> malice. I don't think there's malice behind her message, though. Sure, you know? sure. I'm, I'm, for I'm for it. Goop.com. Go visit. It. Like, <laughs> See, we're not getting paid for it. But... 
for me, it's not about the like hashtag you know, let's remove the stigma and shit like that. I don't give a fuck about that. Don't sell fucking ghosts in a jar. Don't sell advice from a ghost. Don't sell like fake supplement products. There's yeah, that there's shit is bullshit for sure. There's if you want to sell a fucking candle that smells like a vagina, then do it. I don't give a shit. Okay. But the other shit is a shit that's really a trigger. all right. All right. Yeah. So so we're done talking about Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and how much she sucks as a human. But let's talk Whoa, about how much I I, she okay. sucks as <laughs> a, a character. Fan, what are you talking about? I I she sucks I'm as a re- character. Yeah. How much she oh. sucks as a character. I just feel like, like, okay, mm-hmm. this this movie like reminds me of those girls in high school that she's literally those girls in high school, dude, that fucking put the black eyeliner around their eyes and they think they're like all edgy and mysterious and they smoke cigarettes in the bathroom, <laughs> dude. And they fucking listen. To that music that Wes Anderson keeps putting on and all the music. Sorry, sorry, Alonzo. I don't know. You, I feel like you're really digging the music. But this fucking movie reminds me of those girls in high school. They fucking are probably like all into Wes Anderson shit. They're like this aesthetics and it's so weird and quirky and I'm so random and my fucking eyeliner's black. And I'm just like, this shit is fucking stupid. All right. James, first of all, now I'm getting there. into it. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's go but ahead. like that's that's like the watching this whole movie. Now now I'm like finally getting where I'm now I'm understanding where I'm coming from. This shit reminds me of high school, dude. It reminds mm-hmm. me of those like trying to be quirky different girls that fucking wear black eyeliner. And it just like it just doesn't do anything for me. It just really but- does it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe like, those girls have like deep rooted daddy issues right like you know like, and you maybe know. yeah but but you know there's those ones that really fake it like they're like oh my life is so weird and i'm like have to listen to fucking uh my chemical romance and shit oh. <laughs> you know like i'm i'm like uh. and and they probably live in a in a in a house that has both parents very present and like she has food every night and like her whole family fucking loves her but no she just wants to be fucking quirky and fucking you know i don't know that's how i felt that's about so funny. that's how i felt about her character anyway I, I i had some <laughs> i mean yeah she she is you know she's brought into this family and she's she won the lottery it. dude she got adopted imagine being adopted by brad pitt and angelina jolie from africa <laughs> being a little african child from oh. and, and getting adopted by freaking millionaires dude you never, just won the lottery <laughs> But also never being good uh, enough. Okay. Know, like, okay. I don't know. Like, like, and, it, and it brings us back to like the affluent issues that you have uh, where it's just like, yeah, like maybe she won the lottery in that re- regard. But like at a certain point, like money's not going to buy you happiness. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, you yeah, that's that your parents, you know, like none of us can relate to this because we don't have filthy fucking rich parents. Yeah. But like, I like, but I had present parents, like my parents were there for me and they supported me. Yeah. And like, if I didn't, if and I had your dad didn't them, call you adopted every chance he could fucking get, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even be uh, okay with his own son <laughs> lusting for you, you know, like yeah. So like yeah. you know, I I I sympathize <clears throat> with with Margot and like just how weird she was, you know, and like why she went through all these stages. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I get where you're coming from, though. Like she's fucking 
eccentric and weird but that's but yeah that's like that's every character in the yeah movie. i feel like she fits the world right i don't know like it, <laughs> yeah within the weird wes anderson world it makes sense and i like how they did it i guess yeah. Like yeah. she's exactly what James is describing as the parallel to like these high school girls that did this shit, but like who went through the real shit and was like had that whimsical spin, right? But yeah. it's literally that, and I totally see that. <laughs> but I do wonder, like in two thousand one, was that? I know we, we didn't get to high school till two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. So two thousand one. I don't, yeah, my years. chemical romance is not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a bit still the same concept of those yeah. kinds of people. I'm sure exist in some way. Yeah. Angsty emo white girls. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but still, dude, that I can't. It's it was very hard to get over the Glenn Paltrow thing. I, I I've decided that I'm not going to hold it against the movie as a whole, but. I don't know, man. I thought she did great, and I. I don't know. I don't hate Gwyneth Paltrow as a person. Like, I guess I haven't seen the products of like her selling ghosts in a jar and stuff. But <laughs> it's my ghost in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. She's weird. She's weird. Like, and it's okay to be weird, but sure. Um, and her character's weird. Like Margot's weird too, right? But but what character in this movie isn't? Like, that's a common theme of just like all of these characters are so eccentric and so over the top and exaggerated. Yeah, that's why I kept going back to Royal because I was like, this is the only motherfucker I can probably relate to on some level. <laughs> like, he has a real problem. I mean, he's got... No, he doesn't! <laughs> well, no, the problem that he's disconnected to his family. Oh, I mean, it's his like, fault, but it's still a problem. Exactly, yeah. It's a problem he created for himself and, like, we're yeah. supposed to feel bad for him because of sure. it. Aches an illness. But, ju- wow. yeah, just, like, his whole going about it and just, like, his nonchalantness. Like, he's like... <laughs> Who wants to go grab burgers and go down to the cemetery or some shit like that? And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I forgot there's another body buried around here. <laughs> like, I think it was Chaz's wife. It's like, yeah, it's so fucking uh, wife. Like, yeah, oh, dude. And the best thing is like when they're at they're at their grandmother's funeral or uh, gravesite, and like he picks up a, a few flowers from her gravesite, and he's like, oh right, Rachel's here. Like here, take these. You know, like yeah, like. God, you fucking asshole! Like, and sure. as just grabs him and walks out. But it's still like, I don't know. It was more real. Than no, yeah, and, I, and I, I do love, I do love Royal's character for yeah. sure. It, it just the the realness that he brought to this crazy eccentric family, where you're almost like, can I blame him for being such an absent father? Because like, he's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> All kinds of prodigies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh man but it's you know it's also his own doing yeah boy uh, you want to talk about i guess like that one scene the tennis that his last tennis match or whatever the fuck oh, God. that shit cracked me up dude Richie. hilarious he has a mental yeah, break. yeah. Richie yeah. Has a mental breakdown because he's watching his, the love of his life which is his stepsister Margot married to her new husband rally or how do you say his name Rayleigh. some g's and h's claire um yeah raleigh. absolutely raleigh one of the commentators i guess is actually wes anderson I thought that was cool right the other one is um the wilson's brother oh, God, there's another know. wilson brother Jesus. yeah another wilson. so was when it? so actually Andy. when uh 
when Royal shoots Chaz in the hand with the BB gun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Owen Wilson actually shot his older brother in the hand with the BB gun. And remember when you see him show it to the camera? That's an actual BB in his hand, in his older in brother's hands. Oh yeah. Oh my god. That's yeah. so and it's funny because I thought I was just like, yeah. how did they? Did they really CG that? But no, no, that's it, real. It, then. Andrew, what is it? Andrew Wilson? Is that his name? I think so. Andrew Wilson's hand that they use. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that is that's awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Um, one fun little fact that I want to bring up is so the Falcon Mordecai. So in the beginning of the film, Richie is like really involved with this Falcon and then he sets him free and it's like this big deal. And then later in the film, towards the end, the Falcon comes back, but the Falcon has all the white feathers. So they play it off like, oh, like this Falcon came back to us. Mordecai came back to us and he has white feathers. And sometimes humans get white hair because they're stressed. And maybe that's what happened to Mordecai. No, Mordecai, the the Falcon was kidnapped and held for ransom during filming. And they literally didn't pay the ransom and had to get a new Falcon. (laughs) And that's why it has white feathers. How and like would they know that the Falcon is in a movie. What the fuck? I don't know. Who the fuck kidnap kidnaps Falcon? We need Ace Ventura on this. <laughs> yeah. Ace yeah. What the fuck? That's yeah. that the best way weird. to play that off. I didn't never I would never think that there was a right. reason just... to be on the movie. <laughs> Wrote it in like, oh yeah. he's white feathers. <laughs> he's trying... oh, yeah, who God. the fuck I wonder how much ransom they held up Mordecai for. That's a good question. Yeah, that's interesting. Two thousand one dollars. I'm thinking. <laughs> get some money for a falcon for a trained falcon. Yeah. Oh my do, uh, uh, Unsolved mysteries of the fumblers. <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! Find this motherfucker. <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if they ever got Mordecai back, or if they got like a talent in the mail. Like, oh no, my god! Like, no. You- <laughs> they don't pay you're like what do i do with this fucking falcon what do i do with a <laughs> yeah a, a, a actor falcon like a yeah actually trained falcon fucking still more falcons i guess yeah <laughs> or take down drones now because oh jesus christ yeah um it's a good party trick <laughs> yeah uh, mordecai is such a cool name for a falcon too oh yeah um all right do we have we need to wrap this this movie up but you know what what really wants to take us into like how this movie really comes to a conclusion and and where we are with this (laughs) 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 all right yeah um so we we actually actually i can take it a little bit right okay go ahead so you're talking about the conclusion of the whole thing i'm like the wedding the same as like the godfather i was like what was like the quote-unquote point of like this lesson of the story right there kind of isn't really one maybe besides like family is important or whatever the fuck like it felt similar to the godfather in that respect but like i don't think it matters i guess i don't know this is what i thought yeah Yeah, and so like to kind of to kind of wrap wrap the film up you know the the big ending wedding scene where we have um Henry Sherman and Ethelene gonna get married. They're gonna get married, and fucking Eli Cash just crashes in in this drug-induced rage, 
and kills poor what's his name what's the little dog's name buckley i forgot yeah buckley (laughs) kills poor buckley but um uh royal is it royal that saves uzi and ari Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and so which which also is is again so hilarious and i think like that's why i love these characters so much because the firefighters show up and there's a dalmatian and like gene hackman's just like Oh, like is that a real Dalmatian? Like, do you do you have the papers for him? Is it a full blood? And you find out he buys the Dalmatian <laughs> for Ari and Uzi like thirty seconds after their dog just died. Like, it's so <laughs> yeah. perfect. Just like, oh, I got you a new dog, which is like fucking. These characters are all fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> all of them are fucking insane. And Chaz was like, "You did this for for the kids." Mm-hmm. Oh. All right, cool. You know, like yeah. just like, so on board. Redemption in his eyes. Yeah. Which I think kind of goes back to what Chan's saying. Like, maybe there's not a lesson to be learned here so much as like the ending wraps up each character's like flaw or whatever the thing that they're battling yeah. against. Come I don't know if said for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to say. Certainly not for Luke Wilson's character, right? Which is an interesting thing where they're laying in the back of that like Zen garden. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Chaz just like lays there with him. He's just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm just gonna lay here. Like that was the first <laughs> time you see him just chill the fuck out. <laughs> it adds, you know, it kind of adds to all of those. Like, it just ties a little bow on each character's problem, I guess. Yeah. But he I don't really know that there's a lesson. Then he goes up to his dad. He's like, I had a bad year. He's just like, I know. Yeah. Son. Yeah. And I feel like also like how oblivious they are to like their problems and you know they're yeah. just they're just living through it you know yeah maybe that's uh, what it is facing your problems and moving moving on <laughs> yeah. yeah or just not having the the wit to understand where your weaknesses are and what your problems are um yeah so ethlyn and sherman get married what is it two days after that and kind of just kind of just wraps up that we have the funeral for uh royal which is the i think the first time that it actually dates the movie where you see his his tombstone and his epitaph he died in 2001 which was when the the movie was released um because a lot of the like you know the themes in the movie are very like 70s like they're very old and that was like the first time we were like oh like we know what year we're in Mm -hmm. you know 2001 now don't necessarily know how much time has passed since then but yeah like and i think you know seeing all the family there and you know mourning their father i don't know it was just like it just it was a warm happy ending like even though it was like it ended at a funeral but yeah it's like it wrapped it up nicely royal did what he wanted to do and like reconnected with everyone and like succeeded and shit in his own weird like fucking exotic way right like he's yeah. still got to have a have something of a relationship with his grandchildren have something of redemption with his actual children and have something of an acceptance of his future or his his ex-wife remarrying like it it, mm-hmm. clo- it did a good job at closing all those ties yeah so and the i mean the title right the royal tenant bombs is like there's little pieces of him in all of the other characters, you right. know, bits of his flaws and stuff. So mm-hmm. seeing all of that kind of resolve and then in turn him, all of his shit kind of resolving, you know, because of that, I, I thought it was good. I mean, it's, 
it made me feel something at the end. I don't know really what. Like, I was like a tad emotional, but I wasn't really sure why. I was just like, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, a solid ending, I think. Um, oh, yeah. I was just wondering because, you know, he says, like, oh, I'll be dead within a couple weeks or whatever the fuck he Six says at the beginning. Um, yeah. I wonder how much time passes in the movie if that was actually true and he just didn't know or what the fuck i don't know i feel like it was a quite a bit longer but mm-hmm. i mean i don't know yeah who knows I'm really paying attention to that so. yeah yeah the the thing that's written on his tombstone is pretty good though. <laughs> yeah yeah what's the epitaph yeah, he mentions that right he's like make sure and write whatever i have yeah, I the the epitaph. it's like he died someone trying to save his family from a sinking ship basically yeah yeah but... is that what he says i thought it was like wrestling yeah. a bear or some stupid shit <laughs> I think we're dead, no i think it's, it's what jay said yeah. Oh, okay yeah which is like not entirely you know false like yeah kind of family <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so i love that for sure yeah all right any any other rounding thoughts that we want to get out before we jump right into the reviews and actually right into the can you fumble with this do you want to just put them all together both both that review and our own reviews we could do that yeah let's just let's just flow it in okay who went first last time i can't remember i don't know oh i don't remember who's ready i think i went last time so somebody else I can uh, go first. Oh, okay, James. Will do okay, it. I'll do it. James. Okay. James. <laughs> okay, so so the question begs: Can you drink? Can you fumble while watching this movie? And I say that might be the only way to get through this movie. Oh, oh, oh. no! I'm oh. just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. I I didn't. I'm not hating on this movie that bad. Uh, yeah, you can. I, I think this is a fun movie to uh, drink to. Yeah, you, you. I think you you can get some extra laughs being a little tipsy with that stuff. But so I say yes. But anyways, let's get right into what I think about this movie. I think you guys kind of had uh, understand my grievances with the movie. I think some of the jokes are and the dialogue. Like it's just like. It's so much like I think I really could have benefited from a second viewing. I think I actually would have liked this movie a lot more if I saw it twice. But I think the stuff that you guys brought here today definitely bumped my score up, I think. Mm. But um, I don't know. You you guys kind of see where I'm coming from with like, I just feel like this movie's just like, it's just like a look at me. I'm so funny and so quirky and everybody here is so, oh, wow. Just, you know what I mean? And it just like, it just doesn't sit right with me. And I think, uh, like, it almost reminds me of Marriage Story. Remember when I was kind of, I kind of said I didn't really like Marriage Story because I guess I just hate rich people. I don't know. And, and their problems. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is. Like, yeah. I'm just like. And and not that I have to resonate with every character all the time in every movie that I watch, but for some reason I'm just like I can't care that like these people yeah. like are struggling. <laughs> like I don't know why. It was just like so hard for me to like really care. And so like I don't know, it kind of like 
detached me from it a little bit, like kind of took me out. But I think I'm going to like rewatch this because something about like this movie, like I just I, I actually dove into some other podcasts and I listened to that Wes Anderson uh, interview and I was just like, I don't get it. I'm like, maybe I'm just too dumb. Like, I'm just, maybe I'm just too stupid. I'm like, I don't see like the big picture of it. But um, I think with that being said, it's like a seven out of 10 for me. Okay. All right. I respect it. All right. So seven out of 10 from James. Let's take it right over to Taryn. So he's ready. So, yeah. I don't know. I really like all the Wes Anderson movies I've seen so far. And like going into this one, I was like already prepared. I'm like, I'm going to get some weird ass dialogue and really weird characters and all this shit. And I was like so in, like I was like ready for that shit to just wash over me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like all the characters, I liked basically all of them. Like all the actors are awesome, obviously. Like it's not my favorite Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie, but it's not my least favorite one. It's just in the middle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess there's not much else to say that we haven't already said, so I guess I'll rate it at an 8.0. Wow. All right. So an 8 coming out from Taryn. I'll, I'll go ahead and take the floor next since Jay went first last time. Sure. Yeah, I think, um, I think this movie was really fun to watch i mean i had this i have kind of an interesting perspective because i had not seen any uh wes anderson films before this so i did and again i didn't watch the trailer i had no prior knowledge of like what i was expecting going into this and again like even just the title right like the royal tenenbaums i was like okay this movie is maybe going to be something with royalty there's going to be some kind of thing and it really wasn't and like after having this conversation i think jay brought this up a little bit is like the reason, you know, I feel the reason it's called the Royal Tenenbaums is like, it is the Royal Tenenbaums children, like Royal's children and like how he has influenced, like his, his, who he is has influenced his children and kind of the journey they go through. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like they bring up these like really deep, dark issues about like divorce and suicide, but they, they shed tasteful light on them. I think was just fun and that like really did it for me and the characters not necessarily knowing why they're funny but they're they're hilarious and their affluent problems for me worked you know it was just it was shedding light on just like even rich people have stupid fucking problems right like the kardashians (laughs) whoever the fuck like it's still you know there's still going to be issues there and i i kind of feel the same thing about you james when i was watching it and like when i was watching the first half and i was like okay wes anderson's a big deal and I was like, I don't get it. Like, am I too dumb? <laughs> am I too dumb to like understand why this is good? Yeah. But I think that's the beauty of this film is just like, you don't have to get it. Like, just just watch it. Just enjoy it. Like, just enjoy yeah. how silly mm. these characters are and how like, you know, ridiculous everything is. Um, and I won't really get into all of the cinematography and all of the shots and stuff. Yeah, which I was is always great. It. Yeah. I would need to do, and, and also I would need to do a couple of more watches to really understand all of that. Um, but for me, I, I really like this movie. It was fun to watch. So this movie is also a nice solid eight out of ten for me. Wow! So let's take it over to Jay. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 my third third Wes Anderson movie, maybe fourth. 
Uh, yeah, four is actually. Um, not my favorite of the ones I've seen. I'll agree with Taryn there. It's uh, middle of the road for sure, but it doesn't mean I didn't like it. Like, I did like this as a movie. I thought, you know, taking the story for what it is, for what it's trying to be, for the things that are, like, a super apparent, like the novel-esque flow... Uh, I really like that stuff. I like title cards. I like all those kind of quote-unquote older techniques being used and stuff today. Um, I like his style. I mean, I like his other stuff. And I know that we're trying, again, not to compare to the other stuff, but it's hard not to. I mean, it's all very similar. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that it's all, like, amazing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think, yeah, I mean, I liked the the story overall i liked the way that it wrapped things up um there wasn't a lot that i didn't like besides going with paltrow but <laughs> outside of that like i i still i think i'm able to give it like a 7.8 good and okay. feel good about that okay 7.8 all right so 7.8 coming up from jay that brings us to a collective 7.7 which okay. You know, that's a respectable score. It's far off from the uh, Fumbler verse or the the Fumbler Hall of Fame, but yeah, I think for my first Wes Anderson film, I was I was satisfied, and yeah. I and I it left me wanting more. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm going to definitely watch more. Yeah, that's good. I think you'll like yeah. the other ones more anyway. Yeah, good, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So that pretty much does it for us. Does anyone else have any last things they want to get in? No. Shout out to those title cards, man. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Be sure you are following us on all of our socials. You can find all of those at filmfumblers.com. Um, follow us there. You can find what movie we're going to be doing the following week. This coming week, we are doing Spinal Tap, is it? Spinal Tap. Yeah. Spinal Tap. Yeah. So um, tune in for that movie. Yeah. Anything else I'm missing? I think that's... Check us out on anywhere you can find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. About to sneeze. Wow. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> we have a Facebook page. All over the place. Yeah, again, filmfumblers.com. Be sure to rate us and share this episode with a friend if you think they might enjoy it. So, yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Cheers. Peace. Bye.